I talked to somebody the other day and they were, they were asking about cameras and just talking about different stuff. And they're like, well, they're like, you know, I know you guys joke about it, but like how many cell cameras do you have run in? I was like, I don't know, like 55. And they were like, no, seriously. I'm like, like 55. <laughs> Hunter Podcast is brought to you by Deer Grow. Man, it's almost food plot season, Jared, and Deer Grow is one of those products that has really changed the way that we plant food plots and the success we've seen from them. No doubt. I've been, you know, trying to plant food plots my, my entire you know, whitetail hunting career, which is a little shorter than yours, but the minute that I started or that I, you know, I realized that I could get Deer Grow back into some of these remote plots where I couldn't get lime or fertilizer, especially in the 50-pound bag, you know, format, mm-hmm. so everything was changed. You know, I could get into these spots uh, moving forward with a, with a backpack sprayer, and that since escalated to these 40 or 60 uh, gallon sprayers and we're doing upwards of you know five to ten acre food plots just with your grow and having phenomenal success yeah and i mean with the price of fertilizer lime diesel everything this year i mean what better way to get in there and grow a successful food plot at about a third of the cost check out deer grow at deergrow.com and we're back Ew. on our podcast the other side of 100 101 it's all downhill from here. I was about to look at my watch, and I forgot it this morning. But <laughs> I was eyeing up the rest of the bottle of Elijah Craig before we started. I was like, eh, it's either coffee or the rest of that bottle. Well, even though we'll say today is November 2nd, question mark? Yep. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's hot. Out. Not no, the rut. It's hot. It's just like Ugh. warm. Ugh. It's been like 50-some degrees every morning and like 60s to 70s every day. Oh, fuck. Phone's gonna die. You five percent battery. Um. Yeah. Got a USB C charger? I do not. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Way to go, Nick. <laughs> Way to go, Nick. It's my fault. Uh. Yeah. So. I mean, dude, we wait. I, I was Mark Drury texted me the other day, and we were talking about it, and I said, "Name drop." Name drop. Uh. <laughs> we wait all year for this, and like the next fifteen days, and it looks like shit. Except till what the tenth is that when it finally changes? Yeah, November tenth. So for the next week, we're staring in the face of spring weather. Yeah, I don't know what to do. To be honest, like I don't know what to do with my hands. Like it's like you don't you don't want to miss this time. No, you got to hunt. But I, they're not moving. So I mean, I have. I have a a really cool history with a buck that's behind the house. He is living on 28 acres. He's the most visible seven-year-old or eight-year-old buck I've ever seen, and I can't kill him. Isn't that crazy? He doesn't really look that old, does he? He looks like he's going downhill. To be honest, when you sent me that picture of him as a whatever several years ago, yeah, I thought it was the, in the summer. I was yeah. like, yeah, it's definitely him. No, that was he looks identical. September of 2017. No, I mean, we won't know until I get him on the ground and actually look at That's his teeth. That's nuts. That's so long ago. Yeah, and I would assume he was a two-year-old, maybe a three-year-old then. Who knows? He looks like that now. Looks the same way. Yeah. He's not, like, huge-bodied. No. Right? I mean, he's definitely bigger-bodied. He's got a barrel-ass chest on him and a bigger neck. His his antlers are not that much bigger, though he has substantial G2s. But he's it's really weird. So he's extremely visible he's all over the property daylighting this morning i had him on four different cameras i have like eight cameras on 28 acres i had him on why didn't you hunt this morning i had a closing at 10 at yeah i had a walkthrough at a house at nine. Oh, when we sell houses it's not as fun you're walk through mm-hmm. this is the house this is in the house <laughs> on the paper <laughs> and uh, we're walking 
So yeah, so he was all over the place. But what's really weird I is I would have like, gone out there for you. He's he's like how far how how far out is Carter from being able to go up by himself? You think? What? How old is he? Twenty 11? years. <laughs> Twenty. How old is he? Ten. I was hunting by myself at twelve. Yeah, he won't hunt by himself till he's eighteen, probably. Why? He'll get lost. Was it twelve? Sixteen. Sixteen was the first when we were legally allowed. So twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Twelve was when we were allowed to start hunting. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the yeah when we very first started hunting. I never hunted with my dad. Even at twelve? Uh. Uh-uh. No. Really? Yeah. He said your stand's down there. Hmm. And mine's up here. What's this thing? <laughs> <laughs> well, we were bow hunting. Oh yeah. Made him a lot of mistakes that way. Yeah, you learn. That's how you learn, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. Speaking of mistakes, I effed up last night. Uh, so we were. I took Harlan out. I rotate back and forth. So Harlan was last night. If I was hunting tonight, which I'm not, it'd be Carter. <laughs> eeny, meeny, meeny. Yeah. I'm going by myself. Yeah, that's where. <laughs> that's where we're really close at this point. Where Dad's just got to kill this deer. And uh, so we're in. We're in the muddy. And we're on a food plot and like instantly like just does and fawns like all around us, just like hammered up, which is good. And I had got a picture of this buck at 315, like right off of my driveway in like my sanctuary area. It's like nine acres. He's like just down in there cruising, working a scrape and cruising. And I was like, all right, he's in there. Like we're going to see this deer at some point. Like 15 minutes before dark, like I can tell Harlan's like trigger fingers getting itchy. I was like, all right, dude, like just shoot a doe. And so the doe comes out 20 yards and we're in like one of the vertical windows, side vertical windows. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's up and down. Nick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Up and down. <laughs> he, he like couldn't, he couldn't <laughs> turn the crossbow. Hor- horizontal is like horizon. Horizon. That's how I, that's how I did that's it. Good. Yeah. That's good. That's actually a good trick. Um, Sorry. And so, like, I'd, like, slide his tripod <laughs> over so that he can, like, angle a little bit better to turn. And he shoots, and the cam from the crossbow hits the window and shatters it. Blows it up. Oh, my God. I, to the point where it was, like, explosion. And I'm, like, what the <laughs> fuck just happened? He's, like, Dad, is my eyeball bleeding? <laughs> he, like, he like turns to me. And he's just got, like, pieces of, like, shrapnel all over him. Oh I was, like, dude, are you okay? He's, like did I get her? And I looked, looked, and I was like, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> did I you, win? You did not get her. Like, it, it, it completely, like, I, the arrow, like, hit her in the, like, hoof or something. I don't know. Hmm. And uh, I was like, what the hell? And, like, I'm trying to, re- like, replay, like, what the hell just happened? And, like, I, I don't think the window was completely, cl- like, open. It started to, like, lean back. And so when I moved it, I didn't account for the expansion of the limbs. And Chapow. It blew up. Got a new window yeah. on the way, though. I think nice. stuff like that happens a lot. We have a stand called the camera stand that Brian was shot a buck out of, and uh, his bottom limb hit off, or maybe the top limb, hit off. No, it was his bottom. He had a camera arm mm-hmm. in the tree, and it, his hit limb, the, when it expanded, hit off the camera arm. And right. it thro- I mean, your arrow broke, broke it. Yeah, I was he gonna killed say, the deer. Killed the deer? It was, yeah. Rick killed I mean, a guy. It was, it was not a great shot, though, it, uh, because of that. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely throws the arrow off. And, like, you know... He was disappointed, but it could have been a lot worse injury for him, a worse wound on that deer. Um, yeah, I mean, it just, you know, it happens. The problem is, is like if he shoots out of the horizontal windows, if they come too close, horizon, <laughs> if they come too close, he's not tall enough to angle down. So we've missed like four opportunities at does. They're at like five yards and he's, he's on his tippy toes and he can't angle down. Hmm. 
So it's like 15 yards and out, he can shoot. Anything 15 yards and in, he can't. Yeah. So I was like, well, dude, let's go to this vertical window. Dad fail is what happened. Dad fail. Yeah. It's hard to better Better on a doe than the buck. Um, And those does didn't even really know what Ooh, maybe. Those does didn't even know. But they didn't even know what happened. Like, she just walked. They walked right back out in the field and started feeding again. And I was like, all right, we're getting our shit and get the hell out of here. We're done. I'm done. A lot of deer in that food plot? A lot, of, uh, a lot of food. Um, so I mean, it, it was amazing plot. It's still Dude, got my a food dec- plot. My food plots look like putting greens. Yeah, there's nothing in them. There's still a decent <laughs> amount of food in there. I mean, they are really working it over now. But I mean, enough that I feel pretty confident through November, and then I think it'll be a desert. Hmm. But um. Yeah, I mean, there's there's seven to ten does and fawns in that field every night, which is what's keeping that. I mean, that buck, I know he's not living on 28 acres, but every morning in daylight yeah. and every evening in daylight, he is somewhere on my 28 acres. Doesn't leave. Yeah, he's like a. Uh, but he he's not he's not chasing. Yeah, he's not chasing. Like he should be. It's November second. He should be doed up with whatever one uh, of those does and estrus. Well, right. Dude, that's, that's like what I was saying. Whatever, a few podcasts ago. I mean, I. A lot of times I see bucks get on patterns like the first couple of days of November. Like that that 140. Do you think that it's because there's no does that have gone into estrus on my property yet? I don't know. Be- that it, it is I, it confuses me because I would have said, man, I think we've got some does in estrus like it's November 2nd. mid-October. I, yeah. Mid to late October. It seemed like we had a lot of... Like Normally fl- 24th, 5th, 6th, 7th, somewhere in there I see the first doe in estrus. Yeah, we had a flurry of activity there, but then... Snow flurry. I don't know. I mean, because I don't see a mature buck, like, just, you know, ignoring that. Mm-mm. But I usually don't see a lot of chasing on that first doe. I just see a buck on a doe. Like, mm-hmm. that lot. And I just think that's kind of been assigned prior to the rut. Like, he's going to take the first doe. It's already conceded, basically. It's definitely, I mean, happening. I haven't seen it. I, I, granted, I haven't been hunting as much as I would like to be just because the, the mm. weather or whatever. But I, I've yet to see any actual like yeah. riding activity in, I mean, in person. At least for that particular deer, he's not, he's not ignoring them either. Like he's, he's making scrapes. He's been making rubs. He's cruising. He's just, I don't see him chasing. Like he's in the field with them, and, but he's not nosing them. He's just standing there. Like he'll feed a little bit, stand there, feed it. And then he'll walk in the woods. And I don't know. So the cool thing is, is he's there, he's killable. It's just this weather. I, I mean, like, obviously I could go out Saturday. It's going to be like 80 degrees. I go out Saturday night and sit for him. It, I don't want to It's 80 degrees. Like it's so, it's so weird. Like mentally I'm having a tough time wanting to be out there in a stand in this weather. Cause it just, you don't feel like it can happen at any moment, like a normal first week in November. Yeah. I think it still can. But I don't know. Yeah, it definitely doesn't help. I mean, it's it's slowing them down too, for sure. I mean, like I've got, dude, I've got cameras that haven't sent me pictures in three days. I was gonna say, you and I talked about it last night that cameras are like dead, and I don't think they're like locked down because you'd see them, Mm-mm. you'd see them like they're in, just in not ditches and stuff, much. like these remote places that they push those out. I mean, you can usually see them at least where I'm hunting, and it's just that's not happening. I mean, I had yesterday, I had. Right at dark and then about midnight or so. I had two mature bucks show up on the same ridge in Ohio. Mm-hmm. That one, like barely a 10, definitely mature. And then like another probably big mature eight. Well, they have to rut at some point. I mean, even yeah. if they're, 
you know, doing most of it at night. And if it brings them into new areas, like, yeah, you'll, you'll but see. He was just, you'll he was him. just hitting scrape line. He hit one scrape and then he worked 200 more yards and hit another scrape on this ridge. Mm-hmm. Then the other buck looked like he was kind of trying to wrangle a doe back and forth. I saw the doe come through and he was like bouncing back and forth across the camera. Yeah. Um, you, you know where I've got that, uh, that stand in the ditch that I really like there. Mm-hmm. I, there's a scrape right there that I, uh, I had a lot of luck with that smoky stuff this year. So I, fr- I freshened it up and I had two mature bucks hit, hit it, it that yeah. night. Mm-hmm. That you used the pre abortal? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing since. Like not a deer. Wow. Well, that one on Which my, like, the I, new farm in Kentucky, the first day I was there, it was ripped wide open. And I mean, there's, there's fresh buck rubs and there's fresh scrapes along the entire tree row. I have not got a picture of a deer on that scrape in a week and a half. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. They're there. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, we know that they're not, not rutting. Like they are absolutely going to rut. They're going to breed right now. They are right now. It's just, I think that the movements are extremely concise and in a typical rut day and it there will be outliers like somebody's gonna say no that's bullshit man i watched four bucks chasing a doe two miles yeah you're going to have that when that competition comes and that pressure comes but i think that in some of these areas like these bucks and does are very tight across bedding and food bedding and food and neither of them are working hard to either get with or get away from the other and so i just think you see this really like micro precise movement and concise movement Microaggression. Microaggression, yeah. And, you know, that's probably why our cameras are slow in a lot of places. Like, typically right now, dude, we would have new bucks showing up and bucks cruise in during daylight hours. I mean, I'm going to drive to Ohio tomorrow morning. I know where there's some bucks, but, and I know there's a bunch of them on the, they're not moving. Like, I, I see them at, like, certain cameras around the food plot, and that is it. Nowhere else. I don't know. You're seeing uh, Blades of Glory, Nick. Oh, yeah. I feel like we're like, this is the reality. Like, <laughs> this is like we get to the rut, and it's just like there's not, ain't nothing happening here. We're just but. like rut, rut worn at this point. Dude, it is. I think this year I've, tr- I've tried to monitor and, and hunt according to weather patterns more than I ever have. Uh, I think just flex flexibility of schedule well, October has allowed for that. September, late September and October were both very conducive yeah. to hunting for Yeah, us. it was great. Uh, it Man, I don't know if I've ever realized as much as I as I am this year. We've had hunts in the past that didn't go well. Twenty twenty in Kansas, like because of weather, because of the weather. But it's like, man, I, you know, at least daylight movement, even during the rut, se- still seems to be so so weather dependent, so critical. Yeah. Well, I mean, you and I are looking at the forecast, and we're talking at least for which us, Ohio, Pennsylvania. There is a light at the end there of the tunnel, on this, so we'll get. Yeah, <clears throat> there is a light. <laughs> Carried it in with you. Yeah. That's funny. I pay, I took it off the wall last night. And I was like, dude, I need to hang on to this for yeah, a while. Yeah, just carry it. hold of that. That's just massive, dude. That's just giant. Isn't that up. heavy? Yeah, that's just freaking nuts. Yeah. That daylight picture encouraged me. Oh, yeah. He's in there. So, okay. So, let's talk about this first. Uh, <laughs> it is the second... Between now and the ninth, basically. Jeremy's going to say, you better be hunting. You better be in the woods. You better be hunting. <laughs> I'm going to say that, although I'm not going to be always in the woods. But, I mean, uh, the strategy that we were talking about, and I talked, I think Sturgis and I briefly touched on this, mornings and water. 
that that tends to be the two things that that seem to make sense. And that mornings, it's the coolest part of the day. They're coming out of the cool night. They're still going to be active in the morning, maybe even a little later into that 10, 11 o'clock range. And then I think your your evenings are still it's evening hunting. Like it's still going to get be good at the last hour, but that midday, you know, there's a lot of guys. I think Johnny was one who told us like that 10 to two, man, I live by that 10 to two. Dude, that's going to be a rough sit in 80 degree weather. Also in hindsight, like that's wrong. That's there's this 10 to two is not. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've shot it. I shot at this one. One o'clock at one o'clock. It, it happens, but like we've got too many cameras to believe that I've killed one deer in my career. Well, let's bow hunting at least one bow hunting deer at after 10 o'clock. And that was in Kansas. And I was walking out back to my truck and I killed him off the ground. Mm -hmm. It it can happen, but it's not like it's, it's better. It's like, Oh, I'm going to wait to go out Mm -hmm. at 10 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think mornings and water, your ticket here for a little bit. And yeah, it's the, it's the rut. Go, go hunt, just be out there, whatever. But if you're, um, so this is, we've tied in this earlier podcast, like maybe, I don't even know, sub 50. Uh, so Saturday, not this Saturday, but next Saturday, that's like when the front, like the bottom drops out. I think you and I saw like forties and stuff, Yeah. which number one, we'll be in Kansas. We'll get to that in a second. Yep. Number two, and we've talked about this before is Kentucky, Missouri, Wisconsin, Ugh. all open Michigan, maybe all open gun seasons on that day, massive cold front peak rut. Do they really? What yeah. what day? That's the 12th. They all open on the 12th. Yep. Holy cow. That seems early. It's always second weekend, second Saturday in November. Ugh. So think about all of these big buck states, Missouri, Kentucky. That's why I said next week, I'm, I've got to get on that big Kentucky deer, which no, I can. Bro- I got a big buck. Yeah. That's what you do all the time. <laughs> yeah, I got one now. Uh, <laughs> but all of those states open gun season, and so here's a whole bunch of bow hunters like ready to grind it out for the next ten days. It's gonna be brutal, and the moment gun season opens, it's about the best weather I've seen in a long time. Forty degrees, peak rut. A lot of deer are going to get shot. I'm going to deploy all 7,500 pounds of corn <laughs> that I have. In a defense mechanism. Uh-huh. I mean, that that's the reality of it. And, and I get... No, I, no joke. Mine will be when we get back, though. My, I'm I think, doing some oh, tomorrow. The, um, after, Monday after Thanksgiving. Monday after Thanksgiving. I'm doing some tomorrow, and then I'll also do some right before Thanksgiving. But, we, you know, and it, this is... Because I gun hunt, and I, you know, I'll, I'll gun hunt in Kentucky, not on the opener because we'll be in um, Kansas, but I'll, you know, I'll gun hunt in the, during the season. There is a big, um, you know, justification for a lot of people talking about gun seasons during the rut, you know, and, and Missouri, Wisconsin, Kentucky, the three, three that I know, I mean, look at the quality of deer that are coming out of those three states and all three of them have a gun season that opens during you know, peak rut, and in this case, a peak weather event as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I would assume a lot of big bucks are going to die. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just... Not a good thing. <laughs> well, it, it becomes one of those those questions that, like, you have to you, you have to at least listen to these people who are saying that you normally are residents of that state that say, listen, I don't want gun season in the rut. 
And I get the argument from guys who like gun hunting is your best success may be opening day of gun season in those states. I used to think that way in Pennsylvania. I don't anymore. I don't think that your best chance of killing a big buck is on opening day of gun in Pennsylvania. I think it's these two, three weeks in November during bow season. But I think if you're in Missouri or Kentucky or Wisconsin, your best chance at killing a big buck might be that second Saturday in November, which is opening day of gun season. And that's the argument that's out there. I don't know. Yeah, I just, uh, I kind of loathe it. I just try to put as much corn out as I can and yeah, you hate guns. Lock either. myself in a. You you despise the moment you see orange <laughs> going out in the woods, you just twitch. Uh, well, it's on our property too, which is the worst part. What's that? We have guys that hunt our place. Yeah, I mean, I had gun hunt my places. I don't. Yeah, I don't very much. Do you bow hunt during that time? Mm, if I have a buck to hunt. I, I was thinking about that. Um, Dude, I think like... In Kentucky, at the, least. I've just like... I've been hunting long enough to like... I just don't like hunting to hunt anymore. Explain. Like, every every hunt that I go out and I don't see my target buck mm -hmm. is a failed hunt to me. Does that depress you or does it just motivate you? Uh, it doesn't. It's just part of it. Mm -hmm. It's just part of it. It's, it's not... It's not a success. I mean, it's a, you know, guys say oh, there's no one saying such thing as an unsuccessful hunt because you get to experience. And, sure. and yeah, I agree. I, and I do you like being out. There, I enjoy, enjoy every it. hunt. Mm -hmm. But the but the point is like I'm I'm trying to mm -hmm. kill a specific buck. I mean, mm -hmm. that's what I'm that's what I'm there trying to do. And so I just I've I've kind of come to I'm just a realist by nature. And so mm -hmm. like I've kind of come to terms with like the likelihood of that happening um it, under certain certain circumstances and it's, so so like my my current circumstances like there's this big a point that mm -hmm. i have chosen to to mm -hmm. hunt and i haven't seen them in like 12 days and the weather also looks like trash mm -hmm. so, so the chances yeah. of me going out and sitting one of those spots whatever and, and killing and killing that deer is like at this point in the season an all-time low yeah in my opinion based on both weather and current sightings mm-hmm now, and again, we talk about that deer. That's in Ohio, and the nice part about Ohio is you can bow hunt clear up until gun season starts. Yeah, and that's all being in, taken into account. Right, and most yeah. most states we can't, right? right? Or gun season in, like, Kentucky and Missouri and Wisconsin opens in a week and a half, mm -hmm. and so bow season's dead at mm -hmm. that point until afterwards. Yeah. So, I mean, do you still feel hope for that big eight? hope but i mean i don't at, at this point i'm not expecting to kill him like so with the information i have right now, now wait, wait not to, hunt wait to see him uh well so there's some other deer that i would consider hunting because mm -hmm. uh, we leave for kansas and uh well if you're listening to this we're probably already in kansas i would assume or coming back there's also a chance that some some of these other bucks that i i would i would shoot could show up uh, mm -hmm. just from historical data on mm -hmm. some other that properties that we yet. haven't hunted yet so I'm going to go hunt there tomorrow morning, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know. I don't even know why I'm tempting myself. There's a few, you mm -hmm. know, five-year-old eight points that yeah. I, I would, you know, would tempt me for sure. Well, it's a tough, it's a tough thing. Like, I'm going to Ohio tomorrow, and, like, I've got some decent deer. The deer that showed up last night is a really, it's a stud. Um, but I don't have any, like, super giants. Like, I don't have anything, like, overwhelmingly big. So I've got two or three five-year-olds that I would assume if any one of those comes in front of me tomorrow morning, I'll kill them. Yeah. 
Well, I, dude, yeah. I would, I would in a heartbeat. Like if yeah. I didn't know about this eight point, you know, I'd uh, yeah, I'd have been over there already. Yeah. I'd have probably killed that that other. Yeah. But point. that's your holdout. Yeah. So I mean, that's and that's fine. I mean, I, I don't. Uh, my my stance here is not one of like pessimism at all. It's just. Uh, well, but you're also comfortable, and and we've talked about this. You're comfortable eating a tag at the end of the year at some point as well, right? Yeah, I mean, to a, to a point. Like, there's there's part of me that's like, oh, consider shooting one of those five or eight points, too, even though they only would score. And it's funny, though. I mean, here we are talking November 2nd. Like, we've been building up, and we're we're about at the cusp of the mountain where the diminishing return starts to come back. Like, at some point here in the next, I don't know, week or two, every day past this is not necessarily getting better. I think that that's a—I think that's— we jumped the gun on that a little bit. I think it gets, I think all of November is awesome. You do? Yeah. Weather dependent. Well, and if you can hunt and if there's gun seasons or not. Yeah, great point. Great point. In Ohio, yes. I mean, the gun season, yeah, it depends on the property, mm-hmm. probably. Like, There's I, some short ones. I mean, uh, you know, Kentucky's ends, I think, Thanksgiving weekend. So, I mean, it's at the end of November, but, you know, there's two weeks of gun season mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. I think Missouri's the same. So, I mean, so, but you feel strong about the entire month of November having a good opportunity at a mature buck. I mean, it's complicated, dude. Like, I'm just like, I, at this point, like. You're optimistic. I'm. You're an optimism. I am hopeful that that A point could, he very well still could show up. Yeah. And I've got. Well, why would he have left at this point? I don't know. I mean, the crops haven't gone down yet, right? Uh, no. Uh, the surrounding beans have. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty interesting. We, I noticed, so we had a couple days there. We had a nice cold front at the mm-hmm. end of October. I had Corey hunting across the road on the mm-hmm. tile lake. I was hunting across the road where that eight point was at, yep. which we can, I don't, we can recap that too at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey was seeing all kinds of deer and I was getting them on my cameras and stuff too, sure. just piles of does. And, you know, he got a shot at a, at a buck mm-hmm. and, um, I, I didn't see anything. I wasn't seeing no deer. Yeah, dead. And the only difference was he's got standing beans and mm-hmm. corn, and mm-hmm. I've got standing corn and no beans. The beans have been picked. Hmm. And what kind of confirmed, which is, you know, because I, I wouldn't think that the, you know, they'd be hammering like the, the beans this time of year, but there's another piece just up the ditch from mine that still has standing beans. And we went and scouted it because it's another mm-hmm. part I thought that a point could be coming out of it. And it's got standing beans and it's tore up, tore up. Yeah. A lot of like scat everywhere and mm-hmm. like recent sign. And hmm. so I'm like, I, I don't know. Maybe that, maybe they're just hammering these. Beans. I mean, I think they are partially because the acorns are rough this year. And yeah. so I think that they're, they're probably wearing out some of these alternate food sources, um, a little bit sooner than they would. Cause we know that they're going to hit, they're going to come back and crush those beans in late November, December, January, mm-hmm. if they were standing, if they were standing. Yep. But I think that with that, you know, decline in, in acorn production in a lot of places, they're probably hitting these backup um, food sources a lot harder because they don't have acorns. Yeah, that, that probably is, is accurate. Um, I'm actually pretty grateful, right, yeah, at this point. Uh, so we're getting that one property timbered. Yeah. Uh, and while it's kind of uh, probably going to be a wash here for the month of November, I bet right after. They'll be in there hitting the tops for browse. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh 
It's crazy because I mean tomorrow we could do this podcast, and if any one of us hunts, shoot one tomorrow morning. We could, it yeah, could happen. Me too. Me too. Yeah, tomorrow morning we could shoot one and be like, "Oh my god, November's amazing," you know. But <laughs> here we are, like at this experience in this, and again, you know, a lot of it is uh, some sits. A lot of camera data is what we're functioning off of right now, um, and just not seeing a lot. But like, there's a there's certain properties like behind my house here, like that buck is up. Like, I'm sure maybe even when we're on this podcast, I'll get a picture of him in daylight walking around one of these. And I don't know why. I mean, like for the, it, it, maybe the first November ever, I'm considering just like setting out what I, on a calendar, would consider some of the best days. And like just stick around and working. Wait until Kansas. Yeah. Like at this point, I'm thinking tomorrow morning is, is a cool morning. And when I say cool, like 45. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, and compared this, to the 55s and 60s that we're yeah, seeing this weekend looks like trash, trash. Yep. 70s and rain yep i i don't know i I'm, mean i think we saw thursday next thursday maybe the one break day but then we leave for kansas friday so yeah so i thought about just heading back to the farm a day early trying and to hunting keep thurs with hunt, the wives hunting thursday and then leaving from there to go to kansas and so fortunately the weather looks awesome for Kansas. For Kansas. Yeah, it looks like we're going to hit this one square. Whereas tr the last several trips we've had, first day or two has been the best, and then it just goes to shit afterwards. Yeah. And so hopefully, you know, our 12, 15-day forecast here is pretty accurate. But, I mean, dude, it, it couldn't look better, frankly. Yep. Like 40s and 30s. Going off the principle, and I don't know if this is 100% true or the way to do it, but, like, just because it's been so poor, we're hoping that it, it's been hot. By the, by the time we go out there, once it gets cold, we're hoping like, oh, okay, it's going to break loose. And I well, hope, and I mean, hope we, that is the case. We've got people that have hunted uh, Kansas recently, and they didn't see shit. Like, nothing was moving. Who? Scott was out there for seven days, ten guys, three people killed, okay bucks, not great. The rest of them didn't see anything. And it, it was 75 degrees every day. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean... And, and I do think that uh, at least where we're at in Kansas, that that second to third week is more of like it's on like Donkey Kong. Which brings me to my recent Rap. obsession here, which I mean, I've, this year has been in the back of my mind for a long time. But uh, so when do we've, what, we we discussed this? So 20, 2019 is when I shot 19 is when you shot at him. 2020, we ended up he was like ghostly, but he did show up. We yep. found that. Yep. 2021, we got a couple no of summer pictures. Yep, no drawing. 2022. Here we, Here we are. are. <laughs> and we got one picture of him in like June. Can we pause for a moment and acknowledge Nick's mustache? Oh, yeah. We were doing that earlier. It's a very impressive. Thanks, boys. <clears throat> Looks really good, man. Congratulations. About, uh, almost two weeks in. Mm -hmm. You almost with the green hat remind me of like Luigi. Luigi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luigi. How's, hey. the, how's the wife feel about that? Uh, She supports it. Yeah? Yeah. Just advises him not to approach elementary schools too yeah. fast. <laughs> 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 Got to keep my distance. <laughs> mm -hmm. Understandable. Uh, yeah, it's, an, it's a nice mustache, Nick. Yeah. Thanks, dude. The Hunter Podcast is brought to you by Hoyt Archery. Dude, where would we be without our Hoyt bows? Probably shooting crossbows. <laughs> or, or a Matthews. Yeah. <laughs> One in the same. Yeah. But in all seriousness, we love being Hoyt guys because you stand out when you're in this room full of other people that shoot these other types of bows. 
I feel like the Hoyt guys just stick out. Dude, it's just a legit bow. I mean, th th especially that carbon riser, man. I mean, I, I know that they've got several other aluminum lines as well. But for, for me, I'm shooting that RX-5 uh, in the carbon model. They've since come out with RX-7. And uh, I can't tell you how much I love being a Hoyt guy amongst a C4 of Matthews guys. So we're out there, I think, pr proving them wrong, shooting 80 pounds and uh, you know, killing stuff. Hey, man, if you want to get serious, get Hoyt. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Kansas looks great, which is exciting, um, because that's one we've talked about it before. When you set dates, you know, basically a year in advance, you don't know what your cards are going to be. And last time they were shit. Mm. First day was yeah, okay. Were. And then the rest of the time was trash. <sighs> Dude, it's, it's hard to express or anticipate how I'm going to feel if I get a chance to kill this deer. Is that is him right now? That's funny. Really that shit? Behind your house? <laughs> yeah. It's right next to my freaking driveway right now. Oh my god. Four twenty four. There you go. Hey man. <laughs> I hate that deer so bad. <laughs> He's I been out there him. every day. Every day, dude. Every Where morning. Where have you been? <laughs> I'm hunting him and I can't kill him. Like I'll literally I went out. I, it was like perfect win. Uh perfect like it was one of our better mornings. This was the morning. Did we talk about me catching this deer asleep on camera yet? Have we talked about that? I think so. Holy shit. Okay. So, it, like... Did I send you that picture last night? Yes. The bucket sleep in the, the corn, corn pile? pile? That yeah. was funny. It just passed out. Yeah. Uh, it was <laughs> like... that corn be hitting right? So, we got back from Shirk's place. When we're driving back from Shirk's place, I it's the first time. I think it's the 21st. I get a picture of that deer at night. And I'm like, holy shit. This big, this big buck. I think he sent it to me. And then... It was a couple days later, like he showed back up again. He showed back up again. And so I'm like, okay, he's on the property. It was the 25th or 6th of October. I can't remember. But it was the, it was the day that Corey missed, actually. 20. What was that? Something like that. Yeah. So, like, I wake up. I always wake up in the middle of the night, like, eight times to check my cell cameras, which is not good for my health. <laughs> but I don't have, like, I'm a math addict, basically. Eight times. Oh, easily. Wow. If I wake up. And my phone's there. I'm like, fuck. Eight times. Yeah. And one night. That's not good, dude. I'm one a night. Oh, it's way more than that. I have some me. internal clock that brings me. I'm at I'm two, usually, 2 30. I'm usually pretty P, good until like, cams back to till like 1 30, 2 30. Then it's like on the hour. I'm like, up. Oh. So, anyways, it's like four o'clock. I, I, I like roll over. I, yeah, I know. Right. I check my phone. And <laughs> this, know, right? this deer is bedded in front of my trail camera. This buck I'm hunting. Like, holy shit. So I lay there like 10 minutes, get another set of picture. Falls asleep in front of my trail camera. I'm like, holy shit. And uh, so I'm like, I'm playing it out in my head how I'm getting, I'm only 150 yards is where I'm going to go sit. So oh yeah, I woke That's up. So you're hunting in the morning. Yep. I woke up and I'm like, just, I'm up at this point. So it's like 4.30, 5 o'clock. He's still asleep in front of that camera. 5.30, still asleep in front of that camera. 5.50 still. I'm like, holy shit. So at 5.50, you know, it didn't get light till what, 7.20 or 7.15? I was like, fuck it. I got ready, and I was like, I got to get in there now. I want to be in my stand before he wakes up, which is crazy. Like, this is how I'm hunting this deer. Uh, I, I slip into the stand. Like, it's like 6.05, still asleep in front of that camera. I'm like, what the hell? This is crazy. So 6.44, he stands up, and and like stretches and then I'd never get another picture of them. Right. Yeah. But like seven Oh five, seven ten. I mean, it's getting light. 
So I'm like, all right, you know, 150 yards. Like, he's close. So, you know, a couple soft grunts, a couple little tickles of the horns, nothing. Like, not a deer the entire morning. I'm like, this is insane. Like, what in the hell? That's when I wrote you, and I was like, dude, how am I not seeing anything? You're like, yeah, I haven't seen a damn deer Corey shot and missed. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is, this is insane. So I leave. I don't hunt that night. He shows up in the food plot. I don't hunt like the next morning. He's there. It's every time I am out there, he doesn't show up until like right after dark. Last night, last night, Harlan shatters a window a hundred yards away. Two minutes later, he's standing on the trail just like looking around. Oh my God. It's like, what the hell? It's the most visible mature buck I've ever seen in my life. And I can't kill him. Has he been in that food plot? Multiple times. Where's he at like the most? Uh, he's betting on the top knob that I did some TSI work on and he's working off that knob and then he's coming to the food plot and then he's circling this little sanctuary I have and then it goes right back up. Can you hunt him where that camera's at? Yeah, but I don't know exactly where he's betting. Like I'll be tight to him. At some point I will. I'll get aggressive. I just. How tight? Like shoot him as soon as I get in the stand. <laughs> hmm. If. But I don't know. I mean, it's a it's 150 yards of TSI that I did on a hillside that's southwest facing. And, uh, I mean, it's thick. And so I know he's betting because I get him on the top of that exiting my property, and I get him on the bottom of it coming in my property. So he does loops off the property, obviously. It's 28 acres. But he he comes through there. He's, he's absolutely laying up there. In fact, uh, last, no, two nights ago, he walked right through my food plot at, at six o'clock, stayed in my food plot till six thirty, with, with does just feeding. Mm-hmm. Well, last night he was on, he came off of that Ridge down into the bottom. I was already getting Harlan out of the stand. Cause we just blew up the, the window <laughs> this morning. He shows up at seven 30 on this little camera where he was sleeping before right in front of my tree stand. And then he comes back at eight 30 and comes back at 10 30. Sounds like a matter of time. It will be. And and I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love for the kids to kill him because like he is, I I held Harlan off for two hours on a doe only for him to shatter a window because I was like, dude, just trust me. This buck is going to come out. And of course he didn't come out. Like that's just the way it goes. But did you have time? You think he would have? We had probably about 20 minutes. Yeah. Cause I mean, two minutes after he shot, he was on the trail. Bummer. You think he would have come out? 100%. (laughs) Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, he was coming our way for sure. Patience, yeah, but I mean, you know, I don't. There's a bunch of basket rack eights and sixes that Harlan would be happy yeah, to yeah. kill. So I mean, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I've got. I'm going to. I'll have an opportunity, Adam, here soon. Um, but it's also this is where you know, and it, it's distractions. But like. I've got deer in Ohio and I've got deer in Kentucky and we're going to be gone in Kansas. So this is where like, if we talk about it all year and then it's like, shit, there's not enough time to hunt these deer in the rut. Like if you hunt them throughout the year, absolutely. Yeah, dude, it's hard to but when you jam kill it into, a buck in one state. Yeah. When you jam it into Unless you're ben 14 days. Yeah, exactly. 14 days. Like <laughs> it's tough. Now tomorrow morning I could tag out in Ohio. I could come home. I could kill him tomorrow afternoon 
And then next week, kill in Kentucky, and then go to Kansas and uh, be Ben Rising. I think the best is ahead of us here. Like Going to call it Buck it, Edge. It seems like it's been... I don't think we're alone. I think a lot of... a lot. I mean, guys are out, and they... There's a lot of people killing great bucks. First of all, I mean, we got... Uh, get a shout-out to some of the support that we're getting on... Uh, you getting support? On... You read these. <laughs> he acts like he doesn't read these. For a while there, I was like, oh, Jared doesn't read these. And then I see, I read maybe half I of see them. hearts and comments before I get yeah. to them. <laughs> I see some of them, yeah. Well, just the one guy who called you out, and then you said he misspelled misjudge, which mm-hmm. was kind of funny. He had a comment. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> you saw that, too? Well, I didn't see the comment, but it's always funny when people try and be, like, rude, but, like, they're... Yeah, this guy was like, it was on our Pretty Boy it. video. He was like, uh, why don't you just, like, Quit being a bitch and admit, <laughs> admit admit that you missed. And I was like, and he uh, technically you didn't miss. You you winged them. Yeah, I skipped it off the shoulders or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess it was smart smart remark. You know what's funny? Because it was funny. I was like, yeah. and I'm sure more and more people are finding us on like you, like these actual lengthy podcasts. Is man, TikTok is full of haters. Full of it. They, oh, see, I don't. I have been on there. They in really a while. don't like us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They always ask what frat we're in. <laughs> Whitetail properties. Yeah. <laughs> they asked what frat we're in. I was telling Emily this the other day. I was like, you want to hear some interesting. You want to hear some funny comments? She's like, what are they? I was like, these are all the people that hate Jared and I on TikTok. She's like, sure, I'll take some. One called me. Wish one asked if uh the guy with the goatee beard would just shut his face. That's me. Shut your pie uh, hole. The other one, well, <laughs> we almost you almost got in the fight with the one guy who's from the swamps or whatever, because he was making fun of your like little arms or something like that. I almost get in a fight with him. I <laughs> It really doesn't bother me. I, I, I do get a kick out of it. It's crazy. He, what was that guy? He's like, oh, I've got arms bigger than yours. I was like, cool. He's like, yeah, it is cool. And I was like, okay. Steroids. <laughs> They'll do that. They'll do that. They'll make you angry yeah. fast. <laughs> you ever see that You're not going to like me when I get that angry. family guy where Stewie does steroids? Um, Ryan's coming to, trying to come downstairs. He's like, uh, 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 where you go, man? Uh, uh, I'm just kidding, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah we should uh do so know. many haters though there is it's crazy i don't yeah. know why like it keeps growing but like at the same time <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> they're like you know what i'm never gonna watch this shit again and then we grow like ten thousand more followers <laughs> i'm like what yeah you just commented last week you're never gonna watch this again now you just laid four more comments down what's the what's the deal here man? Yeah, that's interesting i wonder if it's just how it's perceived i haven't sensed a whole lot of hate you should read tiktok I'm not on TikTok. Mm. Then you won't maybe see as much hate. It's just like angry people too. Yeah. Like the just stuff mm. we post is not like it would never piss. Like I get off. the I get the crossbow <laughs> stuff. Right, like because yeah. we dig at that and it's whatever. It's fucking joke. Like get over it. We hate crossbows. That's that's the <laughs> truth. Uh, <laughs> but like at the, at the some of the other stuff is like uh, I don't know. Like somebody said something about like Andre like. I can't believe this asshole like thinks he's better than everybody else. I'm like, oh, yeah, he like killed a bigger buck for 30 years. Every year was bigger. Like he's better than me. Right. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Or kind of, kind of the way I feel about it is like, if you're the kind of person that takes the time to write a comment, like mm-hmm. I already think less of you. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. It's just like miserable people. They yeah. are, man. Well, and and keyboard warriors. Yeah. And I should say negative comments because there there are some you know p- people want to leave a positive message for people and like great you know that's and it's I like that cool. and we know like trust that I think 
you and I recognize some of the handles and we're like, okay, like these guys like actually listen, they follow, like we see them often. And like, we obviously appreciate that. And it's really cool. Well, what's crazy is like, dude, people get really like, well, that's the whole point. They take it personally. Like, I, I don't know for whatever reason, like to me, it's just not real. Like there's just somebody writing something. So it's a guy that has no, well, I mean, I want people, has to, no bearing. I want people to listen this and listen to this stuff and get stirred up because like, that's the whole point of this is like, we're having a discussion here. We want discussion and debate to happen. That said, like if we say something and you feel personally attacked, like we don't know you, bro. Like I don't, we're not personally Yeah, that's not the point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously we say things and somebody will also say, well, hey, it's actually X, Y, Z. And it's like, oh, cool, dude. Like had no idea. Thanks for that's educating me. That's the whole me. point. Yeah, dude, we don't know everything. Far, like far from it. Like that's why we have a podcast is try to learn stuff and, yeah. and have conversation about it. But it is weird. People like want to throw it in your face. They're like, oh, you're an idiot. And it's like, no, that's the point. Like, I'm supposed to be wrong. Yeah. Well, and that, I think Nick's right. These people, like, <laughs> that, on, is, that is the these thing. These people on TikTok are just unhappy. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't understand how because you just look at tits all day on the TikTok. <laughs> like, how are you unhappy? That will do it. Just looking at tits all day? Uh, looking at just like, I think the TikTok messes with your dopamine levels. Have, have you guys ever seen, do you have iPhones? You don't. Do you have I, an iPhone? I do, yeah. Do you get the screen report? Like at the uh, end of the week sometimes? Like screen time? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's scary. It is. It is. When my, mine's sh- like five to six hours. Of porn. <laughs> A day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not porn. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like mostly like texting my girlfriend and like watching Right. 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 Yeah. right. You can sending, do a lot of multitasking. Sending I love yous. I get it. Yeah, it's mine too. Pause. What's up, babe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. No, I'm not watching porn. What? Who is? Um Yeah, but it is uh it, cause seriously like I, though, no, I do I do think that TikTok It does. It, I think it has that. Well dude, on people. I, like I would say besides like our stuff, like I don't pay attention to TikTok at all. Like I just yeah. go on to comment every Nick's once in like, a while. Yeah, me, me neither. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but if I look at like if I look at my screen time and stuff, it's like you spent five hours on TikTok this week. I'm like, what? It adds up. How is that possible? And it's because I sit there and argue with people on TikTok who yeah. are just miserable and I'm not. Hmm. And that's yeah. what happens. It is crazy. Like looking at screen time, I just think like, wow, like I spent this much time on this app. What could I have been doing that could be more productive? You know what I mean? <laughs> Nick's like, I could have been <laughs> masturbating this whole time. <laughs> Mine's like uh, six hours a day on like any one of like the stealth cam command apps or something. And it's like, Jesus, I've got an issue. I talked to somebody the other day and they were, they were asking about cameras and just talking about different stuff. And they're like, well, they're like, you know, I know you guys joke about it, but like how many cell cameras do you have running? I was like, I don't know, like 55. And they were like, no, seriously. I'm like, like 55. <laughs> Yeah, a lot. That's a lot. That's a ton. Mm-hmm. It's unhealthy. How is that possible? I have lots of places to put them. I've got uh <laughs> Well, I mean, I run eight one, on two, like three, 28 acres. One, two, three, so. four. I'm probably running 15. Yeah. Well, I have Kansas on my account, which how, is... How many? Five. Really? Five or six. Mm-hmm. Is there one running uh, in that stand I want to put my dad in potentially across from the peep? It's that or stop connecting. Which ones are still running? The flat? Screw it. Screw it. Um, flat. Um, two new leases. 
That's it. Four. Ants is down. He's a liar. <laughs> yeah. He said five. It's actually four. He said five. <laughs> Ants is down. Is it really 55? New PP? Yeah. Let probably. me see that. There's no way there's 55 in there. Well, that's Let only, me see. That's only one app. What do you mean? That's Stealth Cam Command app. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine is dead. Ten is dead. Eleven, twelve, thirteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. Doesn't look like it's active. Twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty-four, thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty-seven, thirty-eight, thirty-nine, forty. God. Of which I'm gonna say, <laughs> oh shit, that's only one camera. Probably that's only one, probably one, four, one app. probably four or five of them are not running. So what do you have? Another app? Well, yeah, that's just for stealth cams and muddies. So then you have a wild games. Okay. So I have. That's crazy. One, two, three, four, five in wild game. Yeah. I've got some reveals. Yeah. Four. I've got. Some Spartans, five. I've got some Reconics, four. How's that possible? <laughs> Am I over 55? Wow. Yeah. Good for you. Thanks. <laughs> Not even mad. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. How, what, do you have most of those set on? What do you do? Like you do two bursts every five seconds um, on scrapes? Well, so it, we we'll talk about it at a different time, but I'm under contract. Let's talk about it right now. I'm under <laughs> I'm under contract for a new farm in Kentucky, uh-huh. and so I've just got like I've only got four or five cameras out, but they're all what I would consider like in more inventory. So they're just sitting on corn with like one picture every two minutes or whatever, mm-hmm. um, just to see what the hell's on the property. Um, <clears throat> but most of my scrapes and stuff are on yeah two with a five second delay. Two bursts, five second delay. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've, yeah, food plots are a little bit more of a delay, fifteen or fifteen <laughs> seconds, something like that, twenty second delay. Interesting. Yeah, it's a lot of cameras. Yeah. Well, the cool thing, like on, so I mean, I'll keep me up at night too. I know. So like, uh, the forty or whatever under stealth and muddy. The nice thing is, is like they've got that fifty dollar plan. So you put three cameras on it for fifty bucks. Every additional camera, I think, is like five bucks. But you get 36,000 pictures a month. I don't get 36,000 pictures on all of my cameras in a month. I thought it was unlimited. No, it's 36,000, hmm. which is a lot of freaking pictures. Even with, that would be over 1,000 pictures per sure month per camera. Sure it's not unlimited? I'm positive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should I be doing a lesser plan then? Uh, No, I mean, because you, if you're running 15 cameras, then you probably want it on, you want it on there, because that would be the best value for sure. But I can only run three cameras on it, right? No, every camera you add on just only costs you five dollars a month. I need to go through and reconfigure my. Because they you there's know, definitely some I'm, I'm on like the unlimited twenty, 15, it's $20 20 dollars a month. Unlimited is unlimited. Yeah, yeah. So I and it, I mean, if you get a new camera right now, like it's November second, you activate it, you get thirty days free. That's going to take you through to December. You could, if you don't use it after that, just shut it off. Do you have any SD cards here I could borrow? Maybe. Extras? Possibly. I bought some, but they won't be here in time. I'd like to deploy some extras tomorrow. Maybe. Okay. We'll look. All right. So, yeah, I have some cameras. The Hunter Podcast is brought to you by Stealth Cam. 
dude, where would we be without our cell cams? I would definitely be divorced at this point. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. I mean, the fact is, is I spent more time checking cameras than I actually did hunting prior to cell cameras. Now, at least, my wife can enjoy me being in the comfort of my own home, buried in my phone, checking those pictures. Yeah, 100%. And, dude, when it comes to... Uh, trail cameras and definitely cell cameras. Reliability is, I think, the number one thing that we're looking for. Stealth Cam just has a long reputation of reliable cameras, and ultimately that is the most important thing to us. They have to work. In terms of reliability, there's not a better camera on the market than Stealth Cam, whether you're talking about the Fusion X, the Reactor, or the DS4K Transmit. And most of them are under 200 bucks. StealthCam.com. Check them out. Oh, we should, uh, I thought it would be fun to do, like, respond to some comments. Like, live on a pod? Yeah. Or I don't know about live. Really? Either live. Yeah. Why you not? Pull some up. What's the first thing I say? Look, I hate you. I'll kill your family. You want to read some okay. of them? Should we read some? Sure. Nick, let's read some. All right. Can I read some? Yeah. Does it matter what we pick? Uh, it literally does not matter. So any of our, okay, here we go. Should I pour the rest of that bourbon in this cup? I don't know. <laughs> this will be fun, though. Yeah, Nick. Should I do it? This was Andre's one of talking about like his progression um, of like how he never shot a smaller buck. Okay. So one comment is, no wonder guys get shamed of their score of their deer every year on Facebook, palm and face. Yeah. I think with generally my, my general like first thought when I see comments is like, they didn't listen to it. Like they missed it. Mm -hmm. like, that wasn't the point. Mm-hmm. Like you're like that comment is basically saying that because Andre shoots has a goal for himself to shoot bigger and bigger bucks that mm -hmm. other people get shame for it. Okay, this one says, "Don't know. It doesn't seem to matter. The little bucks seem just as fun and easier to drag out. Uh, easier to drag out, not as fun." Um, so we talked about being mobile. Uh, this person said, "Successful hunters find the right spot the first time." Uh, not always. Sometimes you find it right. the last lucky, time. Lucky hunters, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Com completely disagree. Been hunting the same spot for nine years. Valid. Valid out. Valid argument. Right spot. You just set it out. Mm-hmm. Some of these are good. I agree and disagree. I mobile hunt a lot, and it works for me, but good management and pre-hung stands based off wind and location still work. Very, very, very thoughtful. I agree with that. Same spot, same tree, 30-plus deer in eight years. That's a lot of deer in eight years. Oh, it definitely can happen. Mm -hmm. Response to these comments should be prefaced by this conversation was about the effects of crossbows on archery season. Yeah. Like when crossbows were yeah. legalized. It's, and it's, it's not us saying crossbows are bad or people that hunt with crossbows yep. are bad. It's just so here's first an honest observation of and, and some opinions yep. fr from Ben and probably ben from us. us too about like how. First one is they valid. Be treated. Okay. I'm betting the traditional guys say the same thing about guys who shoot a compound. A hundred percent. Agreed. Yeah. That was talked about on the hundred percent. Agreed. Yeah. The, the Again, out of context, they don't hear that, but yeah. agree. That that is if you shoot a traditional bow, you should look at a compound guy like a compound guy looks at a crossbow guy. Like challenge accepted. Like I think we would we would if that was the law, like mm -hmm. we would shoot a traditional bow. Mm -hmm. Correct. Fine. This was probably one of the most like uh, neutral position comments, I would say. I don't care what someone says or uses. Just get in the woods, get outdoors, and enjoy what God set before us. Yeah, useless. That's, <laughs> it is the number one neutral comment. That That is, that's what okay, it says. Okay, great. 
Yep. Um, <laughs> these compound bows are the same as crossbows. You have yardage sights and red dot sights. Both have wheels and have a trigger to release the string. <laughs> yeah, boys and girls have arms and legs. It doesn't make us all the same. That's a great analogy. I like that. That's and and a lot of people like backed it for some reason. I don't know. Here's a here's a Pennsylvania guy. I'm a public land Pennsylvania crossbow hunter. Have <laughs> Yeah, the the first two words implied that. Uh, have been for five years. Okay. It's not a gun. It's absolutely a piece of archery equipment. Okay. I disagree. But. It's an arrow and string. Some of us had bad shoulders and rotary cups that can't pull it back. Valid. Valid. That's yeah. why you use it. That's what it's for. Some of you are also lifting in the gym every day and use a crossbow. Not valid. Yeah, I agree. No, I think there's a time and a place for crossbows. Mm-hmm. And it's not in the hands of able-bodied men. As long as it's legal, it's all good. We just want to enjoy the outdoors and make memories with friends and family. That sounds like a comment that you would despise. <clears throat> yeah, it just is irrelevant. It doesn't, like, address the conversation. Mm -hmm. Like, it's cool that you feel that way, but, like, if you feel that way, then just, like, feel that way and don't comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here's some that agree with uh, those us. Those are what I'm saying. Like, dude, the neutral comment, if it, if you have a neutral comment, then what's the point of the comment? Yeah, it's a bow rifle. It's allowed the people who are too lazy to practice with a bow to now shoot a bow like a rifle, still, sight in, no more practice, pathetic. Yeah, I mean, more offensive than I would say it, <laughs> but accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, other people, the exact same that when compounds came out, yes. Yep. That's that's the most valid comment that I have come across. Crossbows bring in a ton of archery stamp money, so nothing is going to change. I don't think the state's really doing anything good with our money. It's another discussion. Uh, many big bucks have been harvested at 50 yards with today's compound bows. Read that again. Many big bucks have been harvested at 50 yards with today's compound bows. What do you think is the point of that? Him saying that we said people can shoot a crossbow 50 yards and kill it. But it takes practice with a Valid. compound. Yeah, I'm not saying that uh, neither one of them should shoot at 50 yards. It's just, I mean, th that's kind of a, that's a tough one. That that should be, that's an individual decision for, you know, somebody but to if, decide what's ethical. If somebody does make a lethal shot with a compound at 50 yards, that's not by luck. That's skill. It's a skillful shot. Yeah, and you could argument that that shot takes skill with a crossbow too, but definitely less skill. Okay. So this was us talking about like having respect for an animal and like not wanting to like just kill a buck that we're not going to be satisfied with and things like that. The first person said, tell me you live in Iowa or Illinois without telling me you live there. Oh, yeah, we don't live there, bro. Like, he I wish just, we did. Yeah. <laughs> kill a lot of big deer. Yeah. A lot of people saying they hunt for food. And I know that some people do, but it seemed very plentiful that they were saying, I hunt for food. I think that's the case, or are they just saying it? Uh, interesting question. <clears throat> I think it's an excuse in some cases, but not always. Like, there's a lot of people that hunt for meat. 
what I kind of in that quick ten minute review of TikTok there, like, were you I, in a fraternity? Sorry, no, I was not in a fraternity. <laughs> me neither. I was at fraternities often. But I had a bunch of tried to recruit me. I had several. Ditto, but yeah, several, no. several, multiple, several. Um, I, I ATO. I, I don't mean this. One. I don't mean this in like a a bad way for those people, but I get the feeling that a lot of the TikTok people are not <laughs> dedicated hunters. Yeah. Like they, they Ooh. just, <laughs> they just go out Ooh. and they just hunt. Like they say, well, that's why they say, well, everybody should enjoy hunting. It's a limited resource. Like if, if you want everybody to kill a deer, there will be no more deer. Okay. So yeah. I, and I, I think that's where, and it's nothing like that's, it's a free country. Go and hunt, do what you want. It's a privilege, but you also can't criticize me I literally form my livelihood around hunting in the outdoors. So just because you go out and hunt two days and would rather drink beer and watch football or do whatever, that's fine. I'm not criticizing you. Like, cool. But don't look at me and say, well, why is this asshole passing five-year-old bucks all the time? Because well, I want to, and I don't really care if I kill one. Well, what's the point of that? Why Let's are you fair. hunting? Let's be fair. Have you ever passed a five-year-old no, buck? No, I've not. Okay, four-year-old so. buck. Neither have I. Yeah, but <laughs> nor will I. You see what I'm saying? Like, why? You know, th- they're looking at it be- and saying, "Well, the whole point is to go out there and just shoot shit." That's that's the mindset there, and that's not my mindset. That's why I spend thousands of dollars a year to plant food plots and to buy trail cameras and to. Like, I don't have to kill anything this year, and it will still be, like, I enjoyed the entire year of 365 days of deer and scouting and shed hunting and everything else that goes into it. And I think for them, kind of in a twisted way to your point about the target buck, if they go out for two days and they don't kill a deer, it's a failure. If I go out for two days and I pass deer and I don't shoot one, it's not a failure. Like, it just... You know, yeah, I could have shot 15 bucks. And I did, I just didn't. And they they can't fathom that. Just like maybe I can't fathom whatever their passion is. Maybe it's, you know, whatever, riding ATVs or building cars or whatever it might be. I can't understand that because that's not my passion. Like, what do you mean you spent thousands of dollars doing that and you, you're in your garage every night doing that? Like, I, that's just not my style. So I think when you start reading these things, some of them are are some of them are just idiots. There's some of them who truly are trying to defend things because it's the only way they can relate to it, and it's not anywhere near what maybe the upper ten percent of the hunters experience. And that's okay. This is what makes the wheels go round on hunting. There is a large general population. If everybody in the general population hunted like the upper ten percent, what do you mean by upper ten percent? Like the the you and I and juries and, and Higgins and the public land guys, the hunting public that literally they live to hunt. That's all they want to do. They're thinking about hunting 24 seven, 365, whether it's hunting or management or trail cameras or scouting. So pe- people who are investing the most investing and not even from a business and profitability. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty time. of guys listening, listening to this. Time, that work, effort. Yeah. They work a 40 hour week, but man, the entire time they're like, where am I going to hunt? What's this weekend's weather going to look like? Where am I going to go? Like we are invested in this thing. Addicts is the word. It is. So, but think about, you can't have the entire hunting population be that 10%. Mm -mm. We, we would wipe out the deer population. They'd be gone. Dead. I don't know. 
I think it would. I don't know, dude. You and I don't shoot a whole lot of deer. Well, because we have the option to pass deer and feel comfortable with those deer not getting shot. But if everybody was straight dedicated killers, I don't think you would have older age class deer. I think people would just, all of a sudden, well, it would dedicated slowly. dedicated killers, but what if everybody was diehard, let's pass these four-year-olds. Let's, <laughs> let's get these to, you know, which, you know, that's part of it, dude. That just can't, it can't ever happen. I don't. If everybody was passing four-year-olds, then it wouldn't make it cool that I'm passing on four-year-olds. Agree. So, like, it's in the same way that I don't really want to live in Iowa or Kansas. I enjoy leaving Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. where I, you know, suffer not seeing big deer all year round to, to go and kill a giant. It's kind of the same thing. Like, we got to just embrace embrace the suck of, like, whatever, hunt, hunting public land, hunting sits and not seeing deer. To When you finally do kill one, I mean, it's, a, it's all relative. When it's just, <clears throat> it's trying to explain to somebody who isn't as passionate, and it's fine, that, like, uh, yeah, man, I'll go, I'll, I'll take a week off work, and I'll spend whatever, 1500 bucks to drive out to Kansas for a week with you and my dad and your dad, and we're going to have a chance at killing giants, and like, maybe that's the only quote vacation, like I, for my dad, that would be like the only vacation he does all year. The rest of the year, he's got to work five, six days a week, but he'll do it because he loves it. And you do it because you love it. And somebody else is listening to this saying, well, that's just stupid. Like, why don't you just go out back and shoot a doe in the face? You like that? That's how it works. <clears throat> it's worse than that, dude. I would, uh, I, and I've already like preemptively I've premeditated the murder of a Kansas buck. And if it doesn't happen on this trip, like I'll drive dad 16 hours back and I'll turn right around and drive right back. I know. And I'll sleep in my truck for. Well, it's, and it's because what we just talked about, like once November's over, it gets increasingly more difficult to, to well, succeed. Dude, it's, it really is. It really is kind of an addiction in the sense that like I, over the course of my lifetime and, and recent years here where I've, you know, had work, marriage, kid decisions. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like necessarily advocating for this. I'm just like, you know, I have consciously made decisions that I feel will yield me opportunities to kill giant bucks. Tenderloins. And I'm not the first. I mean, there's been generations of guys that mm -hmm. have, and there's different ways of going about it. You well, know. it's because that, that you and, and your wife have had the discussion. You've talked about it. You understand what each is, what's important to you guys, as well as you guys as a couple. And like, you're able to make that decision. And Everybody listening to this, whether it's on TikTok or YouTube, has something in their life that is like that. Maybe it's <clears throat> riding dirt bikes. Maybe it's building cars. Maybe it's following your favorite sporting team. There's a, plenty of parents, and, and, you know, they're awesome for doing it. I couldn't. They literally follow their children around playing sports, like, all year long. Like, travel baseball, travel soccer. They're at five games on a Saturday, five games on a Sunday, then back to school the next day, then they're doing it again. I couldn't do it. And Emily and I have talked about it, and I was like, listen, I want my kids to have sports and enjoy it, but there's more. <laughs> Just know, I won't be there. Yeah, I won't be there. <laughs> I, I've, I, won't, I won't do it, and it's not because I don't love my kids. It's because there's mm. more to life than that. But for a lot of those people... They're great parents. They enjoy that. They have camaraderie around that. That is what they're passionate about. That's tough, man. That's that's a whole another discussion probably about parenting that I'm not at all qualified for, but it's the it's the balance between pursuit of your own passion and sure. and that of your kids. And it's it listen, as a dad, it's a it's a balance. I mean, to the point where 
Like, obviously, I had I was hunting with Harlan last night. Carter and I went out a couple of nights ago. I don't ever make them hunt, but because I'm so passionate about it, I want them to go. Like, I want them to be excited. There's plenty of times where they're like, yeah, you know, I don't want to go. And I'm fine with that because I get to go by myself. But also, there's a part of me that's like, shit, man. Like, what did I do wrong? Like, what do you mean you don't want to go? Because it's so big in my life, and it was so big in my dad's life. I think that everybody has something that they're super passionate about. In a lot of cases, including the two of us, it's hunting, it's deer, it's deer management, it's whatever it is. In other places, it's music, you know, sports, whatever, something else. But you can't, I can't criticize them for whatever they invest in those things, much like they shouldn't criticize us and people like us for being so invested in hunting. Do you, you feel criticized? A hundred percent. By the comments? Yes. Not that I feel like personally attacked that it's like, you know, oh shit, like everybody hates me. I don't care what you think, uh, but I am, I am super passionate about it. And I am super invested in it. And I do not think that you understand why it's so important to me. Just like maybe I don't understand whatever is important to you. Math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, you see what I'm saying there? It's, it's a tough thing. Oh, well, I'm trying to understand if you feel like, uh, if it's affecting you, like the comments. No, it's not. Yeah. But it, it is to, a, it's not affecting me personally, what? but it is to a point that I want to try. And part of why we have the podcast, I want to try to explain to them why it's so important to me. Like when I say, yeah, you know, I spent a thousand bucks to, you know, clear this area out and to plant a food plot and to put cameras up. And they're like, that's stupid. I could walk out back and kill a big buck. It's like, well, yeah, but there's more to it than that. Like, by doing that and watching these deer come in like this year, I've had the most deer on my property behind my house, 28 acres that I've ever seen since I've moved there. And I have to believe a lot of it is the habitat work and the, the bigger food plot that I put in. And it's great because it now trickles to my kids. Carter and Harlan would sit two, three sits at a time last year. And we wouldn't see a freaking deer. Every time we go out, we see seven or eight deer. That to me is going to keep them more invested and wanting to come back hunting. Cause I know for a fact, especially for Carter, who's older, there were many times where I'd look at him and I knew he was like, man, he's, he's done. He's, he, this is like the third sit in a row. We haven't seen a deer and that's hard on a kid. It's hard on anybody. I mean, I, you know, growing up, I remember that. And it was like, holy shit, we went on hunting and didn't see a deer. Like this is boring. But now like that investment has brought more deer to the property. They're seeing deer, they're engaged. They know that if they go out and sit tonight, they're going to go see deer. And to me, the fringe benefit of that is I created that attraction by doing hinge cuts, by doing timber stand improvement, by planning more food plot stuff. Mm -hmm. Like that is what is making it work. So I almost get like, even if I don't kill that buck that we talked about earlier, I get more excited that I'm like, holy shit, this buck is living on 28 acres because of what I did. And I don't think everybody listening to this can understand that, why that would make me excited if I don't kill him. Yeah. Well, and, so so few people will dude I, I and i don't know that responding to it i mean it's great to have this conversation but like mm -hmm. i i feel like i'm kind of at the point where it's like dude if somebody wants to figure it out like they'll figure it out sure and i i kind of i don't know i feel like i can just like i for whatever reason like whether it's just like a, a dis like, well, you've tried like it. these online stuff is, dude. I just feel like I'm like floating on a cloud of like, um, 
like like not not in a not in a just because they don't affect you. It, well, not that just doesn't affect me, but it's like I know that those people won't ever get it. And oh, that, I agree. And that just it fuels me to to like not in an arrogant way, but it's like, dude, I'm gonna outwork. I'm gonna out. Mm-hmm. figure I'm gonna you know I'm just gonna make it happen mm-hmm. and I know that most people won't and so like what you know when I see the comments as while I am like on at a very shallow level it's like oh you know this guy doesn't get it or bummer mm-hmm. you know or I'm kind of like it's fine most people never will yeah and I guess it's just like it, I'm I'm doing it yeah and I guess my angle is like because I'm so passionate about it I want to try to explain it yeah. The, the odds are, though, they'll never understand it. Yeah, um, no, I, I can. It, it's a lot I like it. It, it's a lot like land ownership, right? I mean, I never owned any property growing up. It was all permission in public. I mean, until I was in my late mid thirties, basically, and then I worked my butt off to get enough money to be able to buy a piece of property. And like, I remember the feeling of like closing on that property and saying, "Holy shit!" Like, I own land right now. And it was a feeling that I'm sure tons of people have experienced before, but I could never relate to it because I never bought land. I didn't have land. And so like once I experienced that, it was like, well, now I want to do that again, or I want more land, or I want to make it better, or whatever it is. And I think that until you end up feeling that, and again, I think to your point, a lot of people won't. If, if they don't commit themselves, they'll never f- get to these different levels, right? I'm sure they do in something else, and maybe it's me just trying to get them to understand, like you have a passion similar to the passion I'm talking about with deer hunting. Just try to put yourself in that position and relate it to what I'm talking about. And, you know, m- most of these people don't care and, you know, whatever keyboard warrior did, but some of them I think could understand and say, well, shit, like I'm passionate about, you know, whatever, falling around the Green Bay Packers. I go to every game. I do Not everything. Lately. Yeah, well, not anybody. But yeah, it it's just you have to understand that they're and it's good, man. It, it is as funny as we make it with the cameras and stuff. Like it is so healthy to have a hobby that you are passionate about. And there's there's multiple things you can be. Like I know you and I both like to make sure that we're in fairly good shape from a fitness level because that's important to both of us. Um I love it, dude. Hey, I said before the podcast here, I crossed that 200 mark last I night. I, my belly was full of pasta and I hadn't peed yet before bed. But <laughs> That's it. Better drop a 200, 200, uh, point six or something. Wow. Yeah. Man, by the time we get back from Sonic in Kansas, he'll be 210. I do enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. But, you know, <laughs> and not that that's like, a, uh, it, I don't think that's as passionate as we are about deer and stuff, but it is a piece of us being healthy. One chance, people. One chance. One chance. <laughs> <laughs> you think I go home to close his life saying? Darla. You think, I go you think I'm a failure because I go home to Starla at night? <laughs> Forget about it. Forget about it. But yeah, so you, you know, but there's other things you can still be passionate about. It's not just one thing. <laughs> I think say. people that make those comments don't have a passion because people with Dude, passions how, relate to how sad is that it is you know and i know jared has said it before like it's easy to say like dude what do you do if you don't hunt but just you know take the hunting out of it if you're not passionate about something like seriously what do you do i'm big on yeah. passion like like Same. what what do you kind of my do? thing like if you if you're not into anything you go you get done with your job which most of us listening to this work a, a dedicated job we get done with that job 
Like when I go home, I spend time with my family at this time in the year, I'm usually trying to rush a kid to a blind or I'm myself from trying to get to a stand uh, or there's something playing with the family. But that that is what it revolves around me this time of year. What do you do? Do you just sit at home and watch TV? Dude, I couldn't tell you the last time I sat and TikTok. actually watched the television. TikTok. Yeah, and argue with me on TikTok. <laughs> That's what you do. Dude, I think um, pa like passion is so underrated these days, it seems. Like... I don't know if that's a, that's like a generational thing or just like, I mean, that's what, uh, it's like, that's like the, the life. Blood. It's like what fuels you. Yeah, dude. That's like, like if you're, if you're just living? doing everything, like, you know, basically, or like just to get it done, it's like, what, what is the point? Well, and dude, that is so hard. To, so I will say that besides hunting, my other passion is business. Like I have multiple businesses. Like I love entrepreneurship. I love like growing something. I love being successful at something. Yeah. It fuels me in life to do other things. It also allows me the opportunity to do things like buy land and hunt Kansas and things. And so like we've talked about it before, like well, you, you find ways to be efficient with your passions. You know, you kind of, yeah. you weave them together. Well, think about your job and you work for me, so you can't say anything bad at one point, but like, think about being in a job that you hate every day, <laughs> every day. I didn't hate my job. I didn't say that you did. You didn't have to bring it up like that. <laughs> I, <laughs> she says, I just, I didn't, uh, I just wasn't passionate about the, yeah. the work. Anymore. The work. Yeah. Well, because there was a ceiling, I think. In terms of? In terms of financial? Your, yeah. No, irrelevant in, for me. And Well, no, in terms of position and growth and next. Yeah. I don't even think it was that. I mean, dude, I'm, I'm such a, uh, like a, I'm, I'm such a friendship oriented people mm -hmm. person, person, person that like, I think that our friendship at one point was the only thing that was valuable to me out of mm -hmm. work. Yeah, you weren't driven by what, what we were anymore. doing. Yeah. I just didn't like, uh, I didn't, uh, it wasn't mm -hmm. what I, yeah, it wasn't what I was like, you know, finding purpose in. I so, guess. okay. Let's, let's go with the fact, let's just say you hated your job. He didn't Nick, but let's just play. He I didn't, didn't actually. There but, were days for but, sure. Yeah, there's always days for that. But every day you had to come to work and let's say you hated your job. Like, how long could you do that? Like mentally, emotionally, physically, like that is, and well, I know I'm not saying like go quit your job tomorrow and like find something new. You got to have a plan. But, but think about how much time, how much time we all spend at work every year of our life. And imagine just being miserable. I think that, um, that's the TikTok follower. That is. I think that comfort is just so overrated. Like that's the biggest lie that people will be comfortable with what your life just in general. Yep. Yeah. Just not pushing the bounds. Yeah. Not like with yourself and stuff, but com comfort, like com financial comfort. Mm -hmm. um, I have a good job. It puts food on the table. It puts a roof. We've all been there. Like, great. You know, after 30 years of that, like, what do you have? That's, it's tough, man. So, I mean, I've thought, I've thought many times and it's, it's tough. It's kind of hypothetical because I've not been in the situation. Like we, I've had opportunities, mm -hmm. you know, and the people who are passionate about stuff and that, um, you know, are, are, 
are working hard to pursue them rarely encounter that because opportunities present themselves to hardworking mm -hmm. people. It's just the way that it, that it and happens. And I mean, dude, there are plenty of hardworking people in jobs that they hate. And that, that I think those are the people that like, if anything, I'm talking at right now and that like, I know you're a hard worker, <laughs> but you dis you hate your job every day. I'm not saying go out and quit it tomorrow, but should you not like start to figure out a plan B to See, like it's, exit it's not, that? It's not necessarily one that like I can relate to because there's, there's working hard and hardly working. <laughs> I'm just, uh, <laughs> like, I just, I, I want to believe that like, like I just said, opportunities present themselves to hardworking people. Like, I feel like if you really are a hard worker working it's not just like working hard. I don't know. Like it's not as cut and dry as that. But it's like, dude, if I'm if I'm a well, some people are dealt a shitty hand. Like, yeah, I mean, it, a hundred percent. If I like, but if I if I'm a manager, if I'm somebody, and, and see, I guess this is where it's it comes down to is that like not everybody is is like me or is like mm -hmm. you and wants to give people opportunities. Some people mm -hmm. want everything for themselves. People are are sure. greedy, selfish. And so maybe they see somebody working hard and they, you know, they're like, well, I need this person on this eight to five or, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm not mm -hmm. ready to, but I got to believe that like, if you, if you're working hard at something like that's, that's going to get noticed by somebody. Mm -hmm. And it's not just at work. I, that's where, you know, we talk about hunting, you know, a lot of people are like, well, you're, how many you can be in the stand for, but, but I do hunting 24 or seven, like, mm -hmm. you know, it, and people pick up on that, like that lifestyle, that passion, mm -hmm. that effort that you're putting into something. And it's, it's like contagious. And so I think people, well, oh, you can tell, man, like yeah. it, it, like some of these guys I know that like hunt publicly, like, per perfect example, you're talking about fitness. Yeah. I go, like when I go to the gym, like I'm get, I'm getting it, you know I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm passionate about being there. Like I love it. I love mm -hmm. the social aspect. I love the physical. I love how it makes me feel. I love how it carries over into, mm -hmm. you know, we talked about inner like uh weaving passions mm -hmm. together like when i do when people talk to me at the gym like there's no mistaking that like i i get after it mm -hmm. like in life you know mm -hmm. and i think that you know p p p that's where those opportunities come up because it's like dude you meet people and people are like hey like uh, mm -hmm. i saw on your truck you know you have this i see you're working hard in here mm -hmm. i saw you know you sharing a picture of a big buck with a guy you know mm -hmm. It's just those opportunities, I think, present themselves and, and dude, life just unveils itself to you. Basically. No, and I think we all passion you know, at, at any time in the, your life, you're going to come, you're going to have shitty mustache and passion, basically. That's <laughs> it's it. the two it, things. You're going to, you're going to have shitty times in life and things aren't going to go dude, the I've way. Had lots, you're going to get of down them. about stuff. It's yeah. going to be stressful. That's where you need friends. Well, Good and, friends. and I don't, I, I like your com your comfort comment there because um, I think I'll throw, I think an, I'll throw another one. I'll throw another one at you. Yeah. Uh, another thing I think is overrated happiness. Really? Yeah. Well, uh, explain that. Cause I would say, I, I would hand argue in hand. comfort kind of. and happiness, uh, like uncomfortability and happiness. Well, see, like I would say, and maybe it's because I've worked hard enough that cause you've seen me in unhappy times. I, like I feel like a pretty happy person right now and I could give two shits about a lot of things because financially I'm stable, but also like I realize at 38, like life's not granted to you every day. Like got to go out and enjoy it. I feel like, um, is that the happiness you're pointing at? Cause there are people who are just unhappy and they're, I don't want to be around them. No. And I'm not saying that... Um, I like positive people. I'm not saying that unhappiness is good. Okay. 
It's bad. Unhappiness is bad. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not saying... Are, are you saying happiness or satisfaction? I'd say they're different things. Okay, I would agree. I just wanted to make sure you weren't saying like you should just be I satisfied. would say satisfaction is temporary. Happiness is. is a longer term. And you're thing. saying that you don't like happiness? No, I'm saying it's overrated. <laughs> it's overrated. It's overrated. I think that like in our culture, mm-hmm. people are, are, you know, when you ask somebody, what's your goal? Do you think that they're quick to say they're happy when really that's satisfaction in short term? Yes, but that's I think not I necessarily that. what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. I do think that's true. Uh, do I think just if you put the question out and people answered like honestly, they would say, hey, what do you, what's your goal in life? Mm-hmm. They say, be happy. Oh, okay. Yes. To be happy. And I think that that whether it's overrated or it's 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 understood like. I, I kind of feel like, dude, if at the end of the day, like if you're just happy. Yep. See, my response would be enjoy life. That that would be my, if you said, I don't know, what's dude. your goal? I think my goal is to like, just live. Like I think it's good. deeper than that. Like I, I think that uh, like purpose supersedes mm-hmm. happiness or I it would should. Agree. Well, without, I think and without I think, purpose, you have no drive. I think that happiness can blind you from purpose. Mm-hmm. Well, I think happiness would put you in that comfort seat. Yeah, 100%. If you're happy and you're comfortable, then you're blinded from... Progression. Purpose. Mm-hmm. From purpose. I would agree. So I think that's where I'm saying, like, rather than chasing satisfaction to satisfaction and, and happiness to happiness, like, pursue, pursue passion and purpose and... uh so based on that, I'm going to shoot a five-year-old tomorrow morning to pursue my passion. Yeah. And happiness. I will be uncomfortably happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, life is complicated, man. It is, man. It's November, though. In a great way. Yeah. No, I'm... The rut is complicated. You know, in the same way, I'm going to go hunt the, I'm going to go hunt the stand tomorrow morning mm-hmm. that I shot my first booner out of last year. Mm-hmm. Almost gives me a booner. (laughs) And there's no, you know, there's, I don't know if there's a deer there that I would shoot. Uh There are some that are mature Mm -hmm. and we'll see this. Maybe this conversation today changes the way I feel about it tomorrow. Uncomfortably elated. Purposeful. Purposeful. Cool. I should have probably been drinking for that one. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So that'll... Lead you into mid-November if you're listening to this. Sweet. We're in Kansas probably as you're listening to this, so we are purposefully passionate. Yeah, dude. Uh, dude, I'm so stoked to, you know, sp- I don't know. Yeah, we're, be we're feeling, we got the dads feeling spiritual at this point, but yeah, bringing dads to Kansas, I'm super, super stoked Weather's about. looking good. Bucks on their feet. Dude, if I... Slinging arrows. If I kill this buck right here. Be pretty impressive. Again, I don't, I don't know the words to explain it. Like, it's just a, that would be, that would be the longest, that would be, that would be the end of, you know, Mm -hmm. the the longest pursuit maybe of anything. I would say that, um, there's a chance and it won't be right away, but at some point you'll feel a slight, like, not regret, but like disappointment that the pursuit is over because it's been a driver for so long. Maybe I'm familiar with the feeling you're talking about, but as public land, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. It's it's not one necessarily that it's like uh, you know he's the only one, sure. and I've been chasing him for the whole season. It's sure. just it's just we've had the somehow the opportunity to chase this deer mm-hmm. loosely for years, for years, and it's at this point it's just it spans such a long period of time, and we've had just enough mm-hmm. information just enough and attachment to this deer that it's like we and we we haven't really even seen him in the last six months, but ninety percent sure he's in there. I feel pretty good about my chances. Well, we will bring that to you in the next podcast, I assume, which will be 102. And I don't know who's talking. So guess us. We're not sure yet. See you next week. All right. (laughs) Yes. See you next week. Later. (laughs) It's taking me.